You're listening to the Farmyard Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Farmyard. It's a movement, have you heard? And our Patreon supporters. Episode 22, Puerto Rico, a blank canvas with host Linda Borgie. Well, hello there. Linda Borgie here from Farmyard. It's a movement, have you heard? How are you today? How is everyone? Well, it's the wee hours of the morning here in Beaufort, South Carolina. Having been an urban farmer for 11 years, my schedule was I would go to sleep at 8 o'clock at night and get up at 4. Well, I haven't been urban farming, quote-unquote, so to speak. I don't really consider this 600-square-foot plot urban farming, at least not for market. The only problem is my body clock refuses to reset, absolutely refuses to reset. It's like on such a schedule. Sometimes that's good and sometimes that's not so good. But for podcasting, it's pretty good because it's very quiet here at 4.30 in the morning. So the title of this podcast is uh, Puerto Rico, A Blank Canvas. I ran away from Hurricane Irma, and when I returned, I had an awful lot of debris for me that I was able to burn, you know, and garner great wood ash and biochar. Because I never look at the problem as what people say is a problem. I always look for the light at the end of the tunnel, like where's the benefit, like the wealth in weeds. That was, I think, three podcasts ago. You know, people look at weeds in a different way than I look at weeds. I looked at this debris in a different way than a lot of people would look at it because I see a lot of people, you know, bringing it out so it could go to the landfill. If I were to compare that with the devastation of Puerto Rico, I mean, I just, hmm, it is a completely blank slate. It is clean. It, there's nothing, there's nothing left. And you know, I heard a statistic that only 1% of the people in Puerto Rico were growing their own food. And I said to myself, really? That doesn't seem right. I, I kind of expected that they would be like Cuba, an island at least in their tomatoes, let's say, or, you know, whatever it is that grows really well subtropically, bananas, plantains, rice, that that would all be grown there instead of importing it. And then you have that Jones Act on top of it. So it's like importing it and importing it. You're importing it twice. How crazy, how crazy is that? That was the first time I ever heard of the Jones Act. I did a little scraping around on the internet and I came up with this article, this beautiful article. And this article uh, was written in uh, September of 2016, so just about a year ago. And I'm just going to read a little bit of this article for you, if you don't mind. Okay. And this was written, let's see, and it's not give. it's just by the Associated Press. There we go. September 28th, 2016. And the title is Puerto Rico Experiences an Agricultural Renaissance. For the first time in nearly 30 years, 
Puerto Ricans are buying rice, vegetables, and traditional crops, such as plantains and pineapples, that are produced on the island. First time in 30 years. As new farms spring across the island, the U.S. territory is seeing something of an agricultural renaissance, supplying an increasing number of restaurants and farmers markets to meet consumer demand for fresher produce. The island continues to struggle with their recession, but what they're saying is that the... um, the governor's office statistics state that the farm income income grew 25% to more than $9 million in, from 2012 to 2014. And the amount of acreage under cultivation rose 50% over the past four years, generating at least 7,000 jobs. Okay. From, from that little tiny speck of information that I, that I kind of got from, uh, Hurricane Maria, right? That only 1% of the people in Puerto Rico were growing their own food to really investigating a little bit to finding out that the island had begun an agricultural renaissance. So now as I read down, uh, down the, um, down the article a little bit. It tells us in all different areas, like sugarcane, the amount of acreage is right now is 870 acres in cane. That's been planted so far. And they plan to expand that to 11,600 acres. That's movement, folks. That's really great progress. From this, urban farmers' perspective. But now, listen closely. Bayer, the German medicine and farm chemical maker, announced this month that it would spend $17 million to develop two agricultural biotech facilities in the U.S. territory. And Monsanto, the Missouri-based seed and weed killer company, has large fields of corn, soy, and cotton in Puerto Rico and recently invested $5 million in its projects. So there's the flip side right there in broad daylight, right? We have a renaissance in urban agriculture, and we've got Bayer, and we've got Monsanto, and those two companies have their eye on the prize. It's kind of like David and Goliath. Do you know that story, that tale, the big giant Goliath and David, and he knocked the giant out with a slingshot, I believe it was a slingshot, and a rock? Well, I know I always refer back to my grandmother. She was one of the wisest women I know today, honest to goodness. She would say, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So that's what we have right now in Puerto Rico. It is a clean slate. It is a canvas. It is an unwritten book. 
who is going to write the new story. The old story is over. It's been destroyed, totally wiped out. Who's going to write that new story? Well, I intend to write a good portion of that story. And I hope everyone that's listening to this podcast right now intends to be a part of the writing of that story. Because there are experts globally, globally, that can implement permaculture, biodynamics, food self-sufficiency, It's an island. We need to pretend that it's like a biodynamic farm. I'll I'll do an analogy of a biodynamic farm. A biodynamic farm is a closed circle. It is a being. It is an organism. It's an entity. Everything it needs comes from within itself. Nothing needs to be sourced from the outside in order for it to thrive and for it to grow. Puerto Rico can look at itself in that way as well, right? And could look right now to all of that destruction and devastation. Let's just take the sugarcane plantations. When I think of all of that now brown matter, right, because it's toasted in the sun, that can be burned, that can be composted. I'm looking at a wealth of microorganisms through through the use of correct principles, right? And those are the principles that Farmyard is podcasting about, biodynamics, Compost tea in a box, growing soil. Yeah. We could write the story that way. We could put the control of the food back into the hands of the people. Because, dear God, dear God up in heaven, doesn't Monsanto and Bayer currently have enough hands in the food system? Can't we use Puerto Rico as a beautiful demonstration of the way it could be everywhere? Or do we let Monsanto and Bear have their way, genetically modifying every bloody thing they can get their hands on? Well, one thing is for sure, is that I am one determined broad. Excuse that expression, but I am a Jersey girl, you know. It is my determination that we turn this food train wreck around. And there are times where I am just busting, really busting, having knowledge and information and having connections to the experts, the top people in these areas, right, with these solutions that could be on the ground running immediately, and yet it's not viral. I tell you, it just ceases to amaze me when things that really bring us agony we embrace. 
and things that bring us ecstasy we hold at arm's length. Sometimes people would ask me about what I was stirring in my bucket, you know, my java juice, that's how I refer to it. And they would say to me, well, how does it work? And I would answer them now. I never did before, but now, you know, you get to be a grandmother and it's all a different ball of wax now. It's all a different ball of wax. I would look at them and say, did you call miracle Grow and ask them that question? Their answer would be no. Next time I think I'm going to say no. Do you know how it works? No. And I'll give them the, I'll give them the, uh, the information on who can give them specifically, scientifically, esoterically, period, how it works. All I know is that it works. How do I know that? Because I've seen it turn quartzite, when I was farming on the side of a quartzite mountain, into humus with earthworms the size of small eels. So many different locations. And here, once again, in Beaufort, South Carolina, I feel like I'm in a Garden of Eden when last year it was a desert wasteland. 365 days. And that's just me stirring and spraying, bringing in organic matter. Puerto Rico doesn't need any organic matter. They've got all the matter on the ground dead. So... I have created a dream team. (laughs) And what a team it is. And this dream team is in the process of dreaming and, and intending and putting our thoughts into action. Our focus, our main focus currently is helping the areas that have been under extreme pressure with the deluge of water, water that that contaminates and strips the earth beneath your feet of all its nutrients. Not a good deal, folks. Not a good deal. My focus has always been food and water, everyone, every day. When that occurs, then I'll take a day off, food and water, everyone, every day. So you could imagine, with that as a mission of mine for close to 40 years, right, in my head, how I feel about the people in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. I want them to have an abundance of food. An abundance of water, but what kind of food and what kind of water has always been my bone of contention. Let's create this together. This is the new story. We are all the creators of this story. We can write this story any way we want to. But let's write it in the way that brings us to the areas of our ecstasy and keeps us out of our areas of agony. That's right, chickadees. That is my deal for this moment in time. I do want to thank all of you for listening. I'm going to ask you to please share this podcast to download it and subscribe, and to comment. 
to remark, to ask a question, to ask for help. And if you know of anyone that really needs their voice heard, tell them to go to farmyard.com. And right there is an application to become a podcast guest. Yep, And we are also on Patreon. Pledges are necessary. Pledges are necessary to put gas in the car, keep a roof over our heads, keep the Grow Food Earn Money Tour moving, passing out business car with wildflower seeds on them, letting everyone know that they are just one seed away. Yep, handed out 500 of those cards. Not but uh, three weeks ago at Clarendon Day in Virginia. Yeah. And and a lot of people ask me, I would say to them, you are just one seat away. And they would say, from what? And I would, my answer is, from everything. So go on over to Patreon and give us a pledge. Pledge us. <laughs> that would be awfully kind of you. And I want to thank our pledgers, our current patrons. Aren't you just the the cat's meow boy? I got to tell you, you got us out of some really thin situations this past month. So thanks an awful lot. Well, everyone, I will see you on the flip side. And until then... Go farm your yard biodynamically. Next on the Farm Yard Podcast, Food Waste and Red Wigglers with host Linda Borgie. This podcast is community supported. We thank everyone for tuning in and a special thank you goes out to all our Patreon supporters. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe and share. You can help support us through Farm Yard, all one word, on patreon.com.